Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Um, All right, well, as you know, we're in the middle of our Heads and Tails series, and this is really looking at two sides of the same coin. So this is acknowledging that sometimes in our faith and in Scripture, we see kind of contrasting ideas, and sometimes they seem like conflicting ideas. Um, And we want to do both those sides justice and talk about them you know, wholeheartedly on one side and the other side, but then also bring them together and show how they can complement each other. So if you want to hear us talk about the two sides complementing each other, follow the podcast, which comes out on Tuesday. Um, But tonight, I get to talk about one side wholly, unapologetically, one side of the coin. Vic talked this morning about giving and what it means to, um, I guess, have an act of faith and to, to give as a part of um, because God loved us, and so we, we give as God does. Um, and tonight, I am talking about receiving. So um, this morning, even Vic had said that you know this phrase, it is better to give than to receive, right? That's what we hear. Um, but I've kind of changed that a little bit. It is better, I think, but I think it's also easier to give than to receive, in our culture anyway. Um, So, and I think this is really timely to talk about giving and receiving because there's a lot of talk about Christmas now, right? So Christmas is coming. Um, When I was in the shops last week, I saw like Halloween stuff and Christmas stuff right next to each other. And that really bothered me because I'm like, can we just deal with one season at a time? But they're just like coming hard and fast. Um, So I think now we are Christmas and we're, we're, you know, that's that's where we are for the home stretch. Um, So... With Christmas, it's all about gifts, right? I mean, if you ask any kid, that's what they'll say. And if you ask any honest adult, that's what they'll say. It's about gifts. That's what we get consumed with. I know Jesus is the reason for the season, right? I know the, the good ones of you are saying that, but, but really it's about gifts. And this is exciting for a lot of us, but I also think that it can create a bit of angst or anxiety um, because There's some emotions when it comes to giving, but there's certainly a lot of emotions when it comes to uh, receiving. I have a couple of stories, and I'm sure you guys do as well, um, about gifts that you've received that you've not liked or have been disappointed with, and gifts that you have received that you've been absolutely stoked with. So I'm going to give you a couple of mine. Um, See if you can top this first one. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, Now, in my early 20s, I was in a serious relationship with a bit of a Christian rock star. Now, I won't name names because we're live. So, um, (laughs) but he was a guitarist in a Christian band. Um, We had bought a house together and I was living with my sister and some flatmates there. And the band would go touring from time to time overseas. Um, And so the band had gone uh, one time to the States um, and he called me on, sort of on their way back. Now, they're in the States and my family come from the States, so they were staying with my family. And I got a phone call from him and he said, hey, I am really, really excited because it was my birthday when they were um, due to come back. He said, I'm really excited about my birthday gift for you. I've been thinking long and hard about it. I've talked with your dad about it and, you know, I'm just excited to come home and give you this gift. And I was like, 
too much information now I know you're proposing, right? You know, that's what's happening. Um, anyway, so I played it cool and I was like, that's great, see you when you get back. So he gets back and a few days later he comes over and says, um, just go in your room, shut the door and I'll be there in a few minutes. A few minutes later, knocks on the door, says, close your eyes. So I'm like this, right? <laughs> you know, And he's like, just op open your hands, not your eyes, open your hands. Um, and in it, he puts this small, round, warm, how do I get, can you do it, Stefan? Ball of, ta-da, fur. Okay, oh, cute, right? Um, guys, I cried, but what he thought was tears of joy was like bitter tears of disappointment, okay? I'm just like, that's not what I wanted. I thought I was getting proposed to. Um, <laughs> And also just word of advice, like, who gives their girlfriend or boyfriend a pet? You know, like, that's like a debt, right? It's ongoing payment. Like, I have to take care of this thing now for however many years it, it's living and pay for it and whatever else. Um, I put that second picture up there because um, less than six weeks later, uh, the relationship ended. So it was just me and Benson, the dog, there from there on in. So... I mean, he's cool, but anyway. So that was a disappointing gift, all right? I, I think that goes down as probably um, one of the worst. It is the worst gift I've got. Um, <laughs> all right. So, but equally on the flip side, we all have great stories of gifts that we love. So um, in my teens, going back even further, um, what was trending in terms of shoes at that time were these things called clogs. Right, And they didn't look that much different from the Dutch wooden version. They're ugly as anything. And my parents mocked them endlessly. But I had my eye on a pair of these clogs. But um, they were, at the time, and this is going back a number of years, they were like 160 bucks at Overland. And I just knew there was no way I was going to get that pair of clogs. Um, my parents worked in the church, and so and there were four of us kids, so we never had anything that cool. So um, you know where this is going, right? Oh, Christmas morning comes, and I unwrap the exact pair of clogs that I had wanted, and I was absolutely stoked, like just elated with this pair of clogs. And then that little thing came to me of feeling guilty, you know, when you get something too generous, and I'm like, how do my parents afford this? You know, but my vanity allowed me to keep those shoes and wear them again and again. So, um, so yeah. So receiving can be pretty full on. We can we can love it. We can hate it. We might be disappointed with a gift. We might not feel deserving of the gift. We might feel a sense of obligation that we've got to give back somehow. Um, and because of this, I think in many in many cultures, including our own, we find it difficult to be on the receiving end. Um, and so we put a lot of cultural norms and social etiquette around giving. So you just have to look online to see some of the ways that we can appropriately um, give and receive. Here's some of them. Give what you get. Aim for equality. This one says, I love this, try not to outdo someone in value. You don't want to be shockingly generous, right? We don't want to be shockingly generous. Um, show ample appreciation, you know, make sure you smile. And some of them are suggesting that you write hand notes every time you get a gift, that kind of thing. Um, in a lot of cultures, you should be, expect to be denied up to three times, or if you're the receiver, you should deny that person three times. If you're the giver and that person finally accepts, then you need to say thank you for accepting my gift. Um, 
in other cultures, certain objects are taboo. So um, don't give an umbrella in certain cultures because that signals that you want the end, ending of a relationship. Like, unless you do want an ending of a relationship. That's what I should have got given, right? It's umbrella. Um, and in some cultures, gift giving is actually um, offensive. So you just don't do it at all. Um, I love Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Do you guys still know what that is? Um, here's a clip of, of his theory on it. Uh, Sheldon, I didn't see your present. That's because I didn't bring one. Well, why not? Wait, don't ask. The entire institution of gift giving makes no sense. Too late. Let's say that I go out and I spend $50 on you. Well, it's a laborious activity because I have to imagine what you need, whereas you know what you need. Now, I could simplify things, just give you the $50 directly, and then you could give me $50 on my birthday, and so on, until one of us dies, leaving the other one old and $50 richer. <laughs> And I ask you, is it worth it? I am so with Sheldon on that one. Is it worth it? I suggested to my adult family a couple of years ago that we stopped doing the gift giving thing and it didn't go down well. So I realize that some of you still really like, like the whole idea of it. Uh, anyhow, when it comes to God's gift of salvation, I think because of all our hangups, we've lost some of the simplicity and freedom of receiving. Um, and yet, I'm here to tell you that the truth is that simple about salvation, that we have to accept it as purely gift. The Bible says so. Um, and I'm just going to read some scriptures just in case you don't believe me. There's many of them, and we're going to read through uh, four of them. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. Actually, I won't bother with the scripture references. You can just trust me. Um, For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Romans. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law. In Galatians, we know that a person is not made right by human effort, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Second Timothy, he saves us, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. So, do you see the recurring theme here? It's a gift. It's not something that we've earned through our own effort. In fact, if it were through our human effort that we could have received that, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. Just let you think about that for a minute. Not for a minute, just later. And yet, human history across religions, culture, and time is full of earning through doing. We're somewhat resistant to accepting uh, our salvation as a free gift. We feel like um, we need to do the right thing, be good enough, or be deserving of it. You know, you think of even Santa's list, right? You want to be nice and not naughty to get your gifts, right? Um, we, need to, we know we need to work hard in school or in your job to get anywhere in life. But Jesus, he was often, or I think he, he lived out his life this way, trying to correct this way of viewing salvation, um, strongly confronting the ideas that salvation was anything other than through our faith. So consider the rich young ruler. Do you guys know that story? We usually talk about that one in relation to not holding too tightly onto our wealth, which is a good point, but I think there's something deeper um, in this in this. Um, Scripture. So we have the rich young ruler uh, in Matthew 19. He comes to Jesus and he says, how is it that I get into the kingdom of heaven? He says, I have kept all of the commandments 
So you see his mentality. I have done all the right things. Um, So what else do I need to do? Now, Jesus, knowing that it's not about what you do, it's not about works or the law, he still meets him where he's at. And and he says, okay, if we want to do this in in your theory, um, here, go out and sell all of your possessions, give the money to the poor, and then come follow me. So essentially, Jesus is quoting the first and second commandment, right? He's saying, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And the rich young ruler is grieved. He can't do it. So even on his own idea of earning salvation, Jesus sort of calls him out and says, even if you think you've kept all the commandments, there's a couple that you can't do right there. Um, And so this is why he says um, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man or a person good, uh, rich in good works um, to get into the kingdom of heaven. This bothered the disciples. They're in a bit of an uproar. They're like, well, who can be saved then? You know, like for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, we know is what? Impossible, right? And so this is how Jesus responds. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So he's saying over and over again, I think throughout Scripture, it's not a person's doing, but it's God's doing. Jesus came precisely because we can't do it on our own. He came to flip that whole way of thinking and to demonstrate that our acceptance was going to be only through him. So what is it? What is this gift I'm talking about? What is it that he did for us? Is it a good thing to receive? Well, I want to suggest it's not a dog. It's not disappointing. It's not that thing you thought it would be, but it's not quite there. Um, It's more like the clog. It's more like this is too generous because it is too generous. It's generous and it's very good. Um, And this is a gift of salvation. And if you don't mind, I think it's always good to hear a bit of a summary of our salvation, what it is we have received. So here is salvation according to Janelle in my own words. Um, So we have humanity, which has a choice from the beginning of time to choose our own way or God's way, right? And we know what happened. Humanity took on its own course and we sin. And sin, the the words that to describe that as missing the mark. So it's really that we're not, doing, we're not doing it the way God had intended, we're doing it our own way. And that comes with all kinds of tragedy, really. We neglect the right relationship with God and with others. Um, and we sort of curse ourselves, don't we? Because anytime we choose selfishness or our own way over God's way, it ends in destruction. And so Ultimately, we were on the path to death. Knowing that we couldn't save ourselves, Jesus takes on our human form, fully divine, fully human. He takes on all of that sin and all of the consequences, and he takes it to the cross, and he puts it to death. Once, once, and for all, for all sin, for all humanity, for all time. I love the way that Romans 5 concludes this, and I want to read this to you. It's, it's on the screen. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. 
So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So Christ defeated that. Like, can you see all that, including everyone on it? Like, this is an amazing gift for everyone that he did then. So we don't regard anyone from a worldly point of view because he has changed the trajectory of where we were going. This is now our destiny. It's life, not death. It's eternity, not destruction. Forgiveness, not guilt. Acceptance, not rejection. Hope, not despair. Peace, not turmoil. Love, not hate. Healing, not brokenness. Those are the things that he has gifted with this new life. And this is the life that he offers. It's a life for us to receive, for you to receive. It's a gift with no strings attached, right? You don't have to question God's motive of why he gave it. God is love, and that just defines why he would give. Um, he, his love compels him to feel like you are worth it because you are. We were worth it for him to do this for us. And now I'm guessing that most of you are here because you've accepted this gift at some point in your life. If you haven't, please talk to who you came with or, or me or whatever. Um, but I, the captivating thing about our salvation and this gift, it's not just a one-time gift, it's a lifetime gift. This involves a lifetime of receiving. So yes, we received our salvation, but we keep on receiving from God all those good things that come with it. Because now we're in our right relationship with Jesus. And to receive in a relationship, there has to be an openness and a vulnerability, right? I love that you guys share your joys and concerns. Like that is, that is relationship at its best, is just being open um, and expressing where you're at and asking for what you need. So part of the receiving from Jesus is simply asking. Again, it is hard for us. Um, so it might help to consider how kids do it because Scripture says we don't enter his kingdom unless we're like children. Mark 10, 15, that comes from. Children receive gifts eagerly <laughs> and they own them. There's a, there's a sense of ownership immediately when they receive the gift that's theirs, right? That I've got kids and, you know, you, you don't take it back. That, that gift is theirs. It's not someone else's. It is theirs, all right? And so it is good for us to receive it in that way, to just be like, just own it. You know, this is mine to have. It involves, receiving involves our whole self. And I've got some uh, scriptures up there. Our hearts, our body, our mind. Um, I'll just pick out some words there. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's quite simple receiving, which I love, is that we're not talking about huge, again, we're not talking a lot of doing, but believe, faith comes through hearing, for it's with your heart that you believe. And I love this one, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So there's a, there's a, a sense of a, a newness of the way you think. It's not in the old, it's not the old, it's the new. So you need to find him where he speaks. And sometimes that means shutting out other voices. Um, 
But you need to find a place where you hear his voice and where you feel his presence. And, uh, you know, the easiest way to know that is to think of like the last time you really felt like you strongly heard him speak or felt his presence. Could have been just through reading the scriptures. Um, Could have been when someone was praying for you during a run or out in the surf. Um, Last week we read the Apostles' Creed, and I found myself like tearing up, just like state, it's a statement of our belief, and we read through it together, and it, it spoke to me. So it's whatever it is where God's voice can just affirm again and again what he's done for you, that he loves you, that you're worth it, and that this, this is yours to own, this new life is yours. So, you know, find that. Seek out those places and spaces to let him affirm that again and again. And now this is important too. We want to let others give to us. Okay, we don't want to be the killjoy like Sheldon and not receive very well. Um, It does us good and it does the people who want to give to us good when we're a happy receiver. Um, So we do need to let others um, or God use others to deliver his gift. He'll use people to encourage you, to cry with you, to laugh with you, to inspire you, to challenge you. So let him do that. So say yes to people when they offer, when they want to give to you. Say yes to someone who says they want to pray for you or pay for your meal. Um, Say yes to someone who offers to look after your kids. I put that in there because if you guys want to offer, I'll say yes. (laughs) Say yes to people. Receive well. So, Do we just receive? Does our faith require any action? Um, That you can listen to Vic's message this morning because that's the other side of it. There's a lot of things we can do, yes. Um, But here's the simple point with that. What we do for Christ is driven out of our relationship with him. And um, Romans 3.28 sums this up really well. God does not respond to what we do. We respond to what God does. That's good, eh? I just want to finish with uh, a metaphor that, that came to me as I was thinking over this. Um, now, is Briar still here? Briar, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. Briar has a beautiful voice, does she not? <laughs> yes, amazing. All right, now, not to offend you at all, Briar, but you didn't earn that, did you? <laughs> so Briar was born with that voice, right? Imagine if Briar lived her whole life without knowing that she had such a beautiful voice. Um, or if she knew that she had that voice, but, but didn't believe it was as beautiful as it was. Um, or imagine she knew it was beautiful, but just feel, didn't feel free to use it. Briar might fail to recognize her beautiful voice her entire life, or she might sing her heart out her entire life. Either way... It doesn't alter the fact that she received something beautiful as a gift. It would be sad for her to never realize it, but it's hers nonetheless, right? And that's what I want to say about God's gift to us. It's ours nonetheless. I hope we and others begin more and more to realize what we've been gifted and that it's ours. And I hope we can help other people see that what Christ has done. I don't think we fully know or understand that beautiful gift of the new life that God has offered to us. 
Um, but I hope tonight has reminded you a little bit. And again, I encourage you to find those times where you can receive and have that affirmed, have his love and his gift to you affirmed again and again. Receiving is an active part of our faith in the sense that it's ongoing. And so tonight, I just want to offer you that opportunity. It is hard to receive. And you're probably going, oh no, what, <laughs> what is she going to get, get me to do? I'm going to ask you guys to just be in a space where you can receive from God and maybe from others. So we're going we're gonna to play some music just so that it's not too awkward. But just let it be a time where, is that you, God? <laughs> um, where he speaks something to you. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast. Hey,